0: Pushes a bunt to third, James to first, he's out, what a way to end it, and what
1: a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9 nothing.
2: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Put It In The Vault podcast. I'm August Fort, alongside Ernest.
1: Clemson's not going to win the national championship.
2: Phil, Texas is back, maybe. Bates. Happy to be here. All right, let's start with our game versus Arkansas. Big win, kind of what we expected in a way, though. But Bates, are you confident that this is a good football team?
3: We're pretty good. Um, We're pretty good? (laughs) I would say there's a high chance that we've only played one good team so far this year, and that would be uh, the LSU Tigers. I've not been impressed with anyone else we've really played, especially Arkansas this weekend.
2: Okay, so so you're you're still searching for a good us to beat a really good team like, a key good team?
3: win, yeah. I mean, we haven't beat anyone ranked. None of these teams are in the rankings. So,
2: did Tennessee change your opinion of LSU yesterday? No, I I think Tennessee's
3: very legit. I think <laughs> LSU's a good team, probably on a similar level. Uh, probably a little bit ahead of us and Tennessee, which makes sense. Yeah, if we're dude,
2: similar. Well, I mean, I, think, know, I the, still feel like. We're better than LSU right now, but yeah, not I mean, yeah.
3: but Tennessee, I, I think they're they have clearly distinguished themselves as one of the top eight teams in the nation. So, so
2: I that, that didn't great. alter your opinion. Yeah, LSU. I mean it's,
3: it'd be like you know going LSU going in and losing to Bama or Georgia. Okay. If you're, if you're on that
2: type of okay. Right Tennessee, Ernest, what do you think about our win over Arkansas?
1: We're still having kicking issues, and that's what is going to hurt us when it comes to playing. The Georges and Bama's of the world, uh, we like we like, we just can't be doing that. Um, but we're just leaving points on the field. Um, but uh, the defense is playing really well. Uh, the offense is clicking. Uh, we're kind of like the run right now. Uh, I saw that we'll beat Aaron something's record for Aaron most, Murray. Yeah, for most completions in the SEC. So he's him and the offense are clicking. Uh, there's not as many drops. So I like where. Both sides of football are going besides special teams. Special teams still need
0: work. Phil, your thoughts? I love the energy from the defense. Uh, it, was, it was stifling. Uh, we, it seemed like we gave up a bunch of yards. I mean, they had over 400 yards of offense yeah, and only 17 points. That just shows like the strength of the defense in the red zone. And then the strength of the de- offense in the red zone for us has become one of our big strengths. This year, it's been really, really important to cash in these red zone trips into touchdowns and not field goals. And as Ernest hinted to, we can't count on cashing them in on field goals when we can't even make 30 yarders. And we certainly can't even make extra points. My prediction last podcast was us to win 42-17. Silly me to think that we would make all of our extra points uh, because the final score was 40-17. I would love to have predicted it correctly, but, you know... I guess Raven needs replaced by what's his name Ernest. Massimo
1: Biscardi. That
3: means I don't think it was Ron Raven. It looked like snapping. it. We actually switched holders in between. I
0: don't care who it is. Who's yeah. gonna, fix it. Who's gonna? Yeah, kick. it
3: needs to be fit. But replacing kickers isn't gonna fix the problem if you can't get the snap off and you can't get the hold down.
2: Who's gonna kick versus Kentucky?
3: Uh, it's still gonna be Raven. Uh, Raven's the guy. Are you
2: sure Biscardi? Uh, I
3: want Biscardi. It's gonna be Raven.
2: I don't care how bro, we I literally saw somebody yesterday. What game was we were watching where they. I don't know if y'all are watching, but they kicked an extra point or a field goal and the ball was like literally on the ground. And they made it.
3: Well, that's what... The we one, need him! <laughs> sign him! The <laughs> one, NIL! The one that hit the upright was almost like that. It was that well, it didn't old. go in.
0: I'm tired of seeing this crap. Like, yeah. I'm seriously so over it. And I'm over the one side of the student section that can't tell whether or not the field goal goes through the uprights or not. Rattling their little cowbells when they see when they can just look for their eyes, it didn't go in, or the ref signaling
2: no good. Quit yeah. being ignorant. Yeah, it sounds like we're stupid on TV. That that's yeah. that's that's very true, Phil. I think you're on one there. But uh, we can all. There's always one solution to this. Just keep going for it. Keep going for it. We ain't going for two yet. We ain't gotten to that level. I'm really surprised yeah. we haven't. We need to going, go to Oregon yeah. like 2010. Oregon, go for two every time. I'd be okay with. You see, it's just. I mean, Two point plays are hard,
3: though. I like, our goal I'm good it. with
2: going for it on fourth down, unless we're like on a ten. You know, I mean, or I'm good with going for I'm good with not kicking field goals ever. I love that. Like mm-hmm. if we just wanted to go for it on fourth down, unless it's fourth and more than ten, I'm I'm fine with that because obviously, I mean, I'd it's just a weakness. Minutes, all right, I just don't think this is going to fix itself. But how how can our kicking game be so awful
0: bad and our return game be so pure? Like we have oh the rest of the special teams is kind of elite. Yeah. The kick-blocking department, everything it was really good, except we just have a like brain lapse when it comes to kicking field goals and extra points. It's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, so Phil brought up that we gave up nearly 500 yards, which is which is true. We gave up 483 yards. I think a key stat, though, is Arkansas was 0-3 on fourth down, so the defense got off the field when they needed to. Some big plays by the defense there. I think the defense made a lot of important clutch plays. We gave a lot of big yards. Big plays yesterday. I think that was our biggest problem is with the defense. We gave up a lot of chunk 50, 60-yard plays. Yeah. I mean, quarterback had like seven completions for 240 yards. That's like yeah. NCAA football, four verts every time, stat line. But besides that, I think I am most impressed this year with the offense, especially how the offense has evolved since Mike Leach's first year in 2020 when every team started dropping eight guys and we couldn't do anything. Now teams are dropping eight, and Will's a good enough quarterback to where it doesn't matter. You give them all day in the pocket, somebody's going to get open, he's going to hit them. And then we're running the ball enough to where if they want to drop eight, we'll just run the ball. If they want to put two, guys, three guys, four guys in a box, we're just going to run the ball for 150 yards. I think this offense more resembles a modern-day NFL offense where these teams are running a lot of air-rate concepts, but they also run the ball when they need to. Bates, what do you think about that?
3: I still think we need to run the ball more. Uh, There's a lot of times, you know, they would just keep on putting five men in the box and we would take advantage of it. Then every now and then, you know, we tried to throw it outside, utilize that space. But I mean, <laughs> they were just handed, giving it to us up the middle. So,
2: you know, but we're doing a good, I mean, this is not 2020 yet. Mike Leach where we ran the ball three times a game. Yeah, and
3: I think that's because we have running backs now who are can make plays happen between the tackles, something that we haven't had in a, a little while. D- Dylan Johnson's definitely improved to that level. Uh Marks can make a man miss uh in the box and
0: like, I also Price think as well
2: looks is good. You bring up a good point. We have two very good running backs. Yeah, like yeah. these are top level SEC. And running when they back. run both the of ball, them are
0: good. They run the ball. It's not like oh we're an air raid running back, we're just here to catch passes. No, when they run the ball, they're trucking people. I mean it's not quite like Derrick Henry because of their stature, but they're gonna make a man miss every time or they're gonna knock you over.
1: What do you think about the running backs, Ernest? Uh no, I think they're solid. Um I do think that uh they're not quite top tier SEC. Uh, Arkansas had Raheem Most Raheem, Moster- <laughs> Raheem Sanders, and he was running through just trucking dudes, and he's he 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 also just looked like he was faster, but he looks like he's like ten pounds and maybe like two or three inches taller than our backs. So that guy's, I think he's gonna be a first rounder. But dude was just running people over. But um, yeah, I think our backs are solid. They're definitely good enough to get the job done. Um, I do still like that two back little formation that we run. I mean, we haven't done a lot of that recently, but I think that's it well, looks cool. So
2: What'd you think about Will Rogers' performance yesterday?
3: I am very clinical. Uh, that's it. That's kind of when you think of Will Rogers playing the best he can, that's pretty much it right there. Getting buying some time, you know, he looked a little more mobile than usual. Stayed in the pocket.
2: Couple passes that should have been intercepted, only thing that yeah, me.
0: Same with and, same with the A and M games. Yeah, a handful yeah.
3: of that just a little bit off, but I, I think it was the right read. It was just behind or yeah, overthrown a little bit, but he would also, you know, he's had quite a few like good throwaways. He didn't try to make too much happen. Yeah. I, I like to, I don't, I don't
0: want to jinx it, but I'd like to sing his praises about um, not turning the ball over this year and the offense in general. That's been really key um, because with the airway, we're kind of predicated on just um, chewing the clock uh, with That's by a thousand paper cuts, as every announcer that calls our games likes to say. And when we turn the ball over, it really handicaps what our offense is is capable of.
3: Yeah, especially with this defense, it's going to be tough for teams to get 70 yards down the field to score a touchdown on us. But if you give them 40, 30-yard fields, you know, it's a lot easier to let points get on the board.
2: Yeah, for sure. All right, let's jump into some of the other games yesterday. Some teams got some really big wins to leap. Frog their seasons. Oklahoma State big win over Texas Tech. and I mean, You call it a big win. It wasn't. Every Oklahoma State was favored by them. 11, but it was, it was a big win to keep them undefeated, Bates.
3: It was. Their offense is uh, really clicking. This looks like the Oklahoma State teams are the mid-teams. Um, still a lot of defensive issues you've got to worry about. Uh, you know, they kind of looked uncertain until Texas QB went out the game, um, and that's some stuff they're going to have to clean up uh, as they get deeper into conference play against some better teams.
2: So, Oklahoma State or TCU right now?
3: I mean, that's impossible to know. <laughs> Similar teams, I but, think? I mean, yeah. The, the Big 12 might have some of the best parity of any conference. Um, top, almost,
0: to, top to bottom the best conference in college football. Yeah, but I was going to say. about
3: Oklahoma being the bottom? Uh, Oklahoma is one of the bottom three, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, Them and West Virginia. Yeah, I was going like, say, West Virginia. Maybe, maybe Iowa State. Iowa State's not very good either, but... Even the, none, of, none of those are just awful teams. I think the Big Twelve is ever. This is it's going to be hard to see a conference champion without less than two losses,
2: which is not going to be good for their not good champion. for them no. in the playoff. What about UCLA? Phil big win over Utah at home. I think I was the only one who picked UCLA to win this game. I thought UCLA UCLA would win, and they did. Are you still a doubter in UCLA, Phil?
0: No, I'm not a doubter in u c l a although I did pick utah and and that was the one blemish on a ten uh ten round pick em. I went nine and one, and the only thing I got wrong was utah uh which really stunk but uh Dorian Thompson Robinson's a great quarterback, and Zach Charbonnet might be better than him offensively uh he doesn't get enough praise for what he does uh the transfer from Michigan can really run the ball uh he showed that the last few years he's just a tough runner i mean he will break every arm tackle that any defender possesses. Uh, I would like to see DTR stop like screaming at cameras and like being so cocky and just yelling at everybody because he thinks he's number one. Um, he needs to be humbled a little bit. So I'd I'd love to see a team other than USC come in and and really knock his socks off. But other than that, UCLA is a pretty good team.
2: Yeah, Charbonnet's averaging one hundred and twenty three yards per game so far this year. Six touchdowns. So. Obviously, he's a big part of their success. DTR, I think, is playing, obviously, his best football of his career. I think UCLA is a legit team. I think USC is. I think UCLA, let me just look real quick. They've got, they've got Oregon coming up. They've got to buy this week, and then they play at Oregon. Obviously, that's going to be a very important game in the Pac-12 to see where that conference is headed. And then, you know, who knows what will happen if USC and UCLA can stay undefeated until they play each other in week 11 or their 11th game that would be that would be one of the coolest matchups we've seen in recent history for sure to see two under the two Los Angeles schools undefeated but let's keep moving let's keep going and let's talk about Bama and- what do you want to say Phil let's talk about Pitt
3: yeah Israel Bonaconda with six touchdowns that's a big performance for the Panthers
2: is he going to Heisman Bates?
3: Yeah, I mean, he's going to need a few more performances like that, but really the hype is up for anyone, you know, someone who wants it.
2: So is that some stuff you do on NCAA 14 is have 300 rushing yards and Take six touchdowns. touchdowns with a running back?
3: I, I like to spread it out, get multiple people touches, but when you're a boss like Israel Bonaconda is, they'll just hand it to you every time.
2: So, yeah, not good, good for Pitt. Good for Pitt there. All right, Alabama and A&M. Does Jim have save his number despite the loss?
3: I mean, this is the game, you, you know, you kind of felt it would be close just after all the talk. Uh, And then that narrative kind of, that was preseason. Then obviously narrative shifted as the A&M once again proved to be a little, not quite to the level that we thought they would be. But it, it ended up being another good game coming down to the final play. Uh, To be honest, you know, I didn't think Haynes King could perform like that. But it that's... Did that's, he perform
2: though? No? Bama turned the ball over four times, missed three field goals, was it two or three? Two, two field goals, turn the ball over four. T- I mean, Bama played the One worst matters. they could <laughs> play. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Which is kind of similar to what happened to them last year. Yeah. It's just, uh, and it's weird this time being at home, you know, you kind of think the Bama team of both this year and last year lights out at home and then on the road they struggle to beat even just average teams. Um, so it was really weird to see, uh, you know, like I said, King, not, you know, MVP level performance, but he performed well enough to keep them in the game and.
2: Not not lose a game. Well, A&M did do a good job of when they forced a turnover and had a short field, they took advantage of it. Yeah, 17 it. points off of turnover. Exactly. And and that's what they needed to keep them in the game. And, you know, you know, Bama hits those field goals. It's not even – A&M doesn't have a chance to win. But, you know, give credit to Bama's defense. I mean, you're on the ropes right there at home. You have one play to – Yeah, that final you know, that know, that, that, that was massive for Alabama, you know. We, look, we might look back on that play in a couple weeks and say that it's keeping their playoff chances alive if they're the fall in the next couple weeks to a team. But, yeah, I, I, can, I can't say I expected A&M to keep it close, but that was a very entertaining game, though. It was. I mean, it was close. I mean, it may not have been great football, but, you know, they, they knew what they were doing. They put that 7 o'clock CBS. Yeah, I mean, they <laughs> did. How to keep people mm-hmm. intrigued in that one. But, yeah, that, that was – Saban so you could tell after game they talked to Saban he was just he was glad to get out of there with a win. You yeah. Know? yeah. Seems
0: like he's been having a lot of those uh, post game pressers lately. Which yeah. is good to see. It's good to Hopefully see. Hopefully he'll leave soon.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But you know, anything else y'all wanna to touch on from last week? I know that was kind of the the big ones. Yeah, for sure. I would love to touch on the Red
0: River. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Red River blowout. <laughs> not a shootout, not a game, nothing like that. A Red River blowout. Texas said the over was 65 and a half, and we're going to try to hit that by ourselves. Uh, the wheels fell off the little tricycle that OU pulls around with their horses. And uh, boy, did Texas really take it to them. Quinn Ewers, um, if he's healthy the whole year, uh, not, not too bold of a prediction, but Texas is 100% 6 0 and within the top four. Uh, I think next They'd year... They'd be number one if they were 6-0. Oh. Uh, I, yeah, I think Texas is a team to look out for next year with a healthy lineup. Uh, I, I predicted Bijan John Robinson to go off for four four touchdowns and 200 yards. He did about half of that, two touchdowns, 130, but Quinn Ewers picked up what he didn't, and the defense sure stepped in too. Uh, Texas with just an
2: all-time beatdown of OU, and boy, is it sweet to see. Bates, you think Texas... So, you, we were talking about the Big 12 a little bit early. You think Texas still has a chance to win the conference?
3: Oh, absolutely. There's about five teams, I think, you know, could win that conference. There's a lot left to be seen. Um, that's one of the most fun things about the Big 12, in my opinion, is they get all their non-cons out of the way at the beginning, the first three games of the year, and then it's just pure conference play. Like Round-robin. It's good. To, yeah, and everyone plays each other. I kind of wish I didn't have a conference championship game. I kind of liked it back, when you know, because you just play each other and the best record would come out. But it's – for pure league play, i had to make Tony my favorite to watch.
2: Yeah, you, you kind of does suck that Ewers got hurt because it's always going for Texas this year. It's going to be a what if type of thing. Always. We'll see though. There's a lot of football left. You got to see how Texas performs the rest of the year and and into the postseason. But yeah, Texas killed them. I mean, it did no.
1: There is one more thing of that I also uh, i mean, Boston College, I don't think that they're great, but Clemson is just flying under the radar just like casually just doing its thing. Um, I think people have been just saying uh, OSU, uh, what's it called Bama, Georgia, and maybe Tennessee. People are forgetting Clemson's still a thing. Um, now, what's the quarterback today? Game club back yeah. <laughs> What's the, <laughs> the young late <like> starting? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, DJ has played like he did when he first debuted two years ago. So um, he's put a good couple back to back, or he's put a good streak of games uh, together as of late. And um, I don't know, they're looking legit again. Like, they're looking scary. So I don't know. What do you think about Clips? I mean,
3: I think they're the best team in the ACC. Uh, As has been noted, you know, I'm not the biggest ACC fan. I think they're probably the weakest conference overall. And I think Clips will get a big test in a couple weeks from. Marcus Freeman in the Fighting Irish.
2: Irish three in they're, a row.
3: Turning around. I think you know they lost a tight one there to a good Ohio State team, obviously, and then just had a letdown game. Uh, but they don't have they let down. No, no, no. no, no they, 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 they lost their first two, and then they're, yeah. they roll, they're undefeated since then. Uh, Marcus Freeman got himself baptized, and they haven't
2: lost since. <laughs> Is that he a true, th- true story? Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, he, com- he converted. <laughs> There's definitely some correlation there. So, yeah, it, Notre Dame three in a row, good for – Good for them. Before we get into this week's games, though, if you had a hand out, I know you said the Heisman's wide open, but if you had to hand it out right now, who are you giving it to?
3: That's tough. Because There's CJ Stroud.
2: I mean, Stroud definitely has a very for the strong num- case.
3: Yeah, numbers, I think Stroud would be or Hooker. Ugh, Hooker has also an... been great. I I, I I would give it for Hooker. For I think I think I go Hooker because of impact. You know, I don't think Tennessee's where they are without, valuable yeah, player. Yeah. without yeah without Hooker. Um, Just pure numbers, you'd probably go Stroud. Um, Yeah, but it's like you said, I mean, I haven't seen anywhere that I've been, no one's convinced me there's no forerunner. It's just.
0: Could you put Max Duggan in there?
3: Max Duggan, especially with the big weekend uh, last week and this week. Well, the last week's loss keeps, or win doesn't look as good anymore. Max Duggan has been as valuable as anyone, um, beating Kansas with a game day on the road raucous environment. That was a good – another – I mean, we were just pounding the Big 12 this episode, but that was a good game, fun game. Uh, TCU's legit.
2: What about Jameer Gibbs, Ernest? Could yeah. he sneak into the Heisman? He's been going off the last couple I years. I think
1: so. Um, him, Blake Horum, and Bijan are probably the three best backs in college football right now. Um, they've just been lighting things up. Uh, just every time you look at the screen, they're going for big runs. Um, so, yeah, I think all three of those guys could be in the Heisman toss at the end of the year as well. So Phil, you you said Stroud,
2: yes, Just,
1: huh, CJ know. Stroud. I mean,
0: he's the front runner on the best team in college football. So,
2: yeah, I mean that, that's fair, right? I think it's like basically, I, I think it's wide open. Yeah, I think DTR. I mean, and Caleb Williams, both yeah, quarterbacks both... of the Los Angeles teams, they stay undefeated. Of course, they're going to be there, and they are having good. DTR having a really good year. Caleb Williams having a good year. So, yeah. so I mean, it's really going to come down to who. Who wins bigger games down the stretch? You know, it, it. I don't think it's going to be. There's not really a Lamar Jackson type of somebody that's just going crazy on a team that might not be in playoff contention. But yeah, I was about to say. It, the past few
3: yeah. years, it's kind of turned into best player, best the best player on the best team. Yeah. the best team is every week. You know, that kind of changes your perception. So
2: yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's dive into the games next week. Let's start with the biggest one of the day: Alabama at Tennessee. Bama is going to open as. An eight point favorite in this one. This game is obviously in Knoxville. What's your analysis of this one, Bates?
3: Uh, this will be a fun one. This is probably one that Tennessee had marked on their calendar all off season. Um, and probably one that, you know, it's saving. He's gonna prepare every game one week at a time, but it's probably this probably wasn't a huge worry game coming into the year for the Crimson Tide and all of a sudden it could be their biggest game that they play. So It'll be explosive. I think it'll be on both sides of the ball. I do expect the tide to pull it out. You think Alabama's going to win? I think Alabama's going to win just barely. Uh, It'll be the best game in this rabbit for a while. But I I think Alabama will do Alabama things and get out of there with a four point win.
1: Yeah, you mean Bryce Young will do Bryce Young things with the help of Jameer Gibbs? Two Alabama players, yeah. Yes. (laughs) What about uh, Will Anderson? I mean, he might go off too. We'll see. Hendon Hooker is pretty elusive, so uh, he's gonna have a tough time getting to him. Yeah, but uh, you're the Alabama expert, guy.
2: Ernest. Give us, give us a little something like, well, how's this one gonna play out?"
1: I mean, it depends. Uh, I, I'm not sure JoJo or early played last game, but him and Jacori Bros are two of the fastest players. Jacory did play, and he had a TD uh, last game. Um, I just think if they've got all the skill positions going, like, um, I mean. Their wide receiver depth is up there with 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 any team in the nation. So, um, I don't know. I think that uh, – Texas game
0: begs to differ.
1: No, but three of those guys that have been playing weren't there for uh, – what's it called, Texas. Like, JoJo wasn't there. I think Tyrell Henderson and – what's his cool. name? And, and and neither was Ja'Cory Brooks, so – I don't think Jason McClellan was there for Texas. like so. And those are just household names. They've got depth like Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, yeah, I mean, they do. Uh, I yeah. mean, their second team is probably still... Who's going, who,
2: What's the score going to be?
1: Or is it going to be close? You don't have to give me a score. Just tell me who wins. And, if Bryce is there, Bama's going to win. I'm, I'm saying by like... Probably like seven. Probably like... Mm-hmm. I think they win by a touchdown. With... Obviously with, Bryce. with Bryce Young, I think they win by a touchdown.
2: Phil, what do you
0: think this happens? This is definitely going to be an interesting game. Game day going to Tennessee for the second time this year. Uh, but that sea of ugly orange is going to be ready to to shine bright. And uh, I think the Volunteers, this might be the year that they have Bama's number. They certainly seem to be like that. Uh, their their defense, however, has not been their strength. It showed up. only give up 13 on the road to LSU. Uh, whether or not Bryce Young plays, it won't make a difference. Uh, Tennessee's going to win this football game, and Bryce Young, you know, he's been having these miracle drives at the end of games where teams have kind of let Alabama play and and Bryce Young needs to have some kind of Heisman moment drive to to keep him in it, but he can have that drive this game. He'll just be down double digits, and it won't matter. So
2: uh, Vols by whatever the spread is. I'm with Phil. I think Tennessee wins this game. I'm not a hater of Alabama. I respect Nick Saban. I just think Tennessee is the better football team right now. I think Alabama's really kind of struggling just a little bit, and I just think Tennessee, they got it right now. I think that offense, I mean, their defense could be awful on Saturday. I don't think the offense is going to sleep. I just don't see a scenario in my head where Tennessee's offense is just going to lay down and not score. Their offense is going to keep them in this game. It's going to win them this game. And the most important aspect of this game is it's in Knoxville. I think Steve Russell used the best adjective to describe that what the environment is going to be like on Saturday. He said it's going to be nuclear. I think that is very valid. I think the crowd's going to be a difference in this game. It's going to be it's going to be insane. Cheapest ticket I looked last night, $400 just to get in the door. So I mean this is this is massive. This is their Super Bowl, quite literally Super Bowl uh, type tickets. I was about to
3: ask that for you know, so the number six, number three matchup, so it's pretty close. Do uh, the natives of Knoxville storm the field if they win this game? Even though they're yes,
2: alone? I don't think so.
0: Yes, their fans don't know. don't know like traditions and morals, anyways. That's a great question.
3: That yeah, that's kind of what I've been thinking. Because I think if they do, if they beat them and then they rush the field, their season's over. I think I don't think they win the SEC East. I don't think they make championship games. That happens. But they stay calm... I Does think the sure margin
2: works. of victory matter? It's like, if they beat them that's by fair. 10 if you, and if Tennessee you control, by,
3: If you beat them by 15, it's not close. I think everyone's off. But if it comes down to final
2: drive, I think... They'll probably storm the field. Yeah. yeah. They probably, probably, probably. I think the margin point. of victory is going to play a factor there yeah. when it comes to field storming. But, you know... Tennessee's season's far from over if they do drop this, and same for Alabama. Yeah. I think both these teams could make still have a path to the they playoff. They
3: still be in control of their destiny.
2: And you know they could meet again in the SEC championship. Uh, I mean, yeah. potentially. So I mean, I think this is just a great football game that we should be able to sit back and enjoy. Don't really see many scenarios where one team blows out the other. Saving's not going to let Tennessee blow them out. They're going to keep it. They're going to keep it tight. Phil, show me what do you show me, Phil. Oh yeah, Phil, let's talk about we'll get there we'll get there in a second. But yeah, I I like Tennessee. I like I feel very confident and you know, any day's a good day that Alabama loses. All right, Phil. Penn State and Michigan. This is also a massive game. Phil, what do you how do you see that one shaking out? I
0: I don't know how to feel about this game personally. I know it'll be a good game though, and um it's big noon kickoff. So Gus, Jenny, Joel, myself will be on the call. Um uh, Michigan's kind of a fraud when they play Big Ten teams. They look like that they're nothing in the first half and then pull out a cover in the second half, Uh, just like they did against Maryland, just like they did last week against Indiana. Penn State's also one of those teams who's under the radar, uh, who's just been laying low, haven't played anyone good, except they beat the crap out of Auburn, which that's proved to nothing. 5-0, and sitting in the top ten, playing against top four Michigan team. Um, certainly interesting. I believe the game is at Michigan, though. Um, yes, it is
2: in the big house. So
0: yeah, the big house, eleven a.m. might be a little chilly. Sean Clifford in his seventeenth year at Penn State. Um, you know he he's had the Wolverines number a little bit, but who knows? This game is up in the air. I I would stay away from this one betting wise, but Michigan's a seven point favorite. Blake Corum certainly the difference. Ernest, no,
1: I think you laid it all out there. Uh, Blake Corum is the difference. Don't forget um, about
2: J.J. McCarthy though. Yeah, Nine touchdowns, one reception this year. You can call him a game manager, but he's doing fine.
1: Oh, yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I I agree with the line. I think Michigan's going to come out with a win here, but um, we'll see. Bates, Michigan? You know, I, I,
3: I'm going to lean towards Michigan, but kind of as Phil alluded to, this is kind of a. These are two good teams, but we don't know how good either is uh, based on how they've played so far. This is going to be a big test for both of them. And. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Michigan I think just because they've looked a little bit better in my opinion, but it could go and they're at home, but it could go either way. You know I kind of get that feeling of Penn State, uh, Ohio State 2016, Mm. believe it was, uh, which Ohio State actually ended up winning that game. I was
0: thinking the same thing actually, yeah. But
3: uh, Penn State left it all on the field and it was exciting, explosive on both sides of the field.
2: I like Michigan at home. I think that's the difference. Does Syracuse stay undefeated versus NC State? In the dome.
3: I, I think they might. This is this is going to be a fun one. This might be the best week of college football so far um, with high-profile games. And I Syracuse, Syracuse
2: NC State high-profile?
3: Syracuse NC State has become a high-profile game this year. And that's one I'm excited for. And I'll be pulling for the orange. Yes, sir. Uh, at home. Uh, we'll see. Like Once again, Syracuse, I don't think, has really played a great team, any great team so far. So we'll see. But they've... They find ways to get wins.
2: Phil, you think Syracuse can stay undefeated?
0: I think they can. Florida State kind of ruffled the feathers of NC State last week.
2: Florida State gave that game away too. They looked awful in the fourth quarter. They looked very, very bad. So
0: that just shows you how beatable NC State is for a Syracuse team. And when you got them inside the Carrier Dome, um, anything can happen. Yeah, especially th- when you've got the goat Garrett Schrader. I agree. Center.
2: I think I think Vegas agrees that NC State is really. Got lucky with a couple of their wins this year. Syracuse is a five-and-a-half point favorite in this one. So, yeah, I think that should be, oh, as, as Bates says. That's,
3: that's like their biggest. They weren't that favorite that much. against like Virginia or uh, Connecticut? Purdue. Connecticut. <laughs> that's, that's pretty wild.
2: Yeah, so that's what they think about NC State. But Bates, as Bates says, high-profile game there. What about another high-profile game out of the Big 12? Oklahoma State at TCU. TCU favored by three-and-a-half, currently over under 68 and a half points here, Bates, lots of them.
3: Yeah, over for sure. Uh, the lock there, I this is going to be – that spread indicates I think they're even teams on a neutral field uh, going to give TC the edge because they're at home. And I think that's pretty accurate. Both these teams have looked good on offense and have weaknesses that can be exposed on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, want to talk about – every conference got their
2: uh, – a great matchup this week, so – 13, point, 13, 13 total points TCU Kansas first half last week. And then it just blew up in the second half. Yeah. 42 points in the third, third
3: quarter. quarter. That makes me think that good uh, Sunny Dykes at TCU now, maybe some good halftime adjustments, or maybe just they were slowly wearing down the, on the defensive side of the ball, both teams.
2: Yeah, I mean, this one. I mean, Spencer Sanders, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, Max Duggan's got 14 touchdowns, one interception. Both quarterbacks are very good. Both teams, ironically, are both averaging 46.4 points per game. Sense, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of points here. Phil, who do you like in that one? I like Oak State. I think they've got
0: a chip on their shoulder from missing out on the playoffs by a couple inches last year when losing the Big 12 championship game. Spencer Sanders uh, is certainly the leader in the locker room there, and I really like what Oak State has going forward. I think they're certainly the team to beat in the Big 12. Uh, and I like them to take that next step against
2: TCU. I I think I honestly have no idea who's going to win that game. I I think whoever wins that game though will win the Big Twelve. I think there is Kansas State. I just think that's going to be. I don't, I don't. I just think this is going to be the type of win to propel one of these teams to the. To the Big 12 title. Real quick, though, shout-out to James Madison being ranked this week. Sunbelt team, undefeated good for them. Sure. They've looked
3: good in all their games. Thompson is this didn't... their first year? Yes, it's their first, first year FBS, so. yeah, yeah. and
2: they are the number
0: one defense in terms of yards per game allowed. Are they? And the... their
3: offense, it just doesn't turn
2: the ball over. Are they the highest-ranked group of five team right now? Is there another? I don't think – are they the only one ranked? Cincinnati was ranked BYU
0: is up there, but they're not group of five. Um, Since, they mean, would like, get the
3: did Cincinnati bid. Cincinnati fall out of the rankings. I think they were they,
2: like 24. Yeah, BYU would get the the bid, wouldn't they? It appears so. I don't know, no, BYU. BYU lost. Yeah, BYU dropped out. Yeah, Cincinnati's twenty first. Oh, okay.
0: that's right. Yeah, BYU lost to Notre Dame. My my next week's slate hasn't updated the rankings yet.
2: Yeah, you got Brett Beloma too slipping in there at twenty four. Illinois. Pride, yeah, twenty four. Illinois, 24th Illinois looks
3: good. They can run the ball. Uh, Sheesh. Is it Chase Brown?
1: Is, I don't, I don't, I don't that's know. That's their I, running
3: back. He's he's real good. What's Illinois'
1: running back's name, Ernest? I do not know. I have not kept up with I think it's What's I, Alabama? I think it's Chase Brown, and he's elite. What's he Alabama's is. backup
2: running back's name? Alabama's backup running back. What's his name? There's two. We'll name them.
1: Jace. McClellan.
0: Clearly.
2: <laughs> yeah. Ernest, the uh, Alabama depth chart. King, but yeah, shout out to James Madison. That's a cool. I think that's cool that they.
3: And the worst part is they won't be in a bowl game. Why? They they have a, there's a one year postseason. Yeah. Uh, and when you transition, it's in all NCAA sports. You can't make the postseason.
2: What? That's mm-hmm. I don't understand so the yeah, point. Talking about
3: this bid, they're not going to get it. I'll tell you that much.
2: That's yeah. so dumb. What What's the reasoning behind that? I don't know. I don't know. It, Do you it, like that rule, Bates? No, I think. It,
3: I think if you're good enough to qualify for the postseason, you should be let in the postseason. Um, yep. But it's not. This is gonna be here for James Madison, but you got to think. You know, they're so. They're, all their eyes are focusing on winning the Sun Belt in their first year.
0: Yeah, that's what Georgia Southern did in their first year in the FBS. They well, they didn't have a conference championship game, but they tied for the win in the Sun Belt Conference. Um, their first season and couldn't make a bowl
3: game. Yeah, and I think Bellarmine, with in uh, basketball, not too long ago, won their conference championship. And couldn't make it because they were it was their first year in division one.
2: That's that's really unfortunate. I guess uh, you're playing for a lot of pride, but all right, couple I mean, these games there is a lot of important games. Clemson at Florida State, I think, could get interesting. Clemson's only favored by four and a half. You know, Florida State looked really bad down a stretch versus N C State, but they did, you know, look good for the majority of that game. Mm. You think Florida State could pull this upset. Where is it being played? It's in it's in Tallahassee. Yes, I
3: I think you you have to think so that Florida State's been looking for this chance. Um, you know, with your Clemson, you're the you got target on your back every game you're gonna get the other team's best shot. And I think Florida State can definitely pull it off. I'm gonna, you know, predict Clemson to win, probably even cover, but it wouldn't be outrageous at all for Florida State to win outright.
2: You were talking about Clemson earlier. You are you concerned with Florida State at all this week?
1: Uh, slightly, but, um, it seems as if DJ's back to his winning ways. As I was saying earlier in the season, I was like, put, put, put in because DJ was just not making plays, but, uh, seems like he's found himself again. Uh, I'm not sure what, like, I'm not sure if he just regained confidence or what dad was been doing with him, but, uh, I think that they're, they're just going to get the job done and find themselves back in the playoff again somehow.
2: So survive yeah, in advance.
1: Yeah. I mean,
2: Phil, you think. Clemson wins this one, handily. Yeah, Anderle. yeah, I think, yeah. I think you know, uh, upset potential definitely. Yeah. Upset watch, but Florida State's a year away. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mike Norvell. This would be obviously a massive win for him if he were to pull off this upset. One more game before we get into ours. USC at Utah. Utah did slip up last week versus UCLA, but this game is at Utah. Bates, I feel like you're fixing to take Utah to win this game. I mean,
3: that's that would be very in line with <laughs> me, but I'm going to switch it over and take uh, Lincoln Riley and the Trojans. Uh, Utah, I thought you know that first game against sort of just a blemish and that they would right the ship and win the Pac-12 is easily the best team. But it turns out UCLA showed them a little something last week, and I think USC is going to double down on that, even, at, even in the state of Utah. I expect. Well,
2: this will this be a litmus test for USC? since we saw what UCLA did to them last week, even though it was at UCLA, and I think that will put
3: a little bit of something on USC's uh, shoulder, make them, they now have a measuring stick in front of them, and they're gonna do their best to fulfill it. Phil, uh, Bates' pick was
0: great. I like uh, every aspect of it. I think USC can certainly come out of the win, come out with a win. Utah is a tough place to play, though. As you saw, Oregon last year had some massive struggles. Uh, against Utah. Uh, obviously, there's a difference maker in the game, and that is Caleb Williams. So I wouldn't be surprised if USC really blew them out here. But they've been struggling against Pac-12 teams lately. Um, Washington State last week was closer than it should have been. and Same with the Oregon State road game they had a couple weeks back. So I don't know. I think USC can pull this one out
2: on the road, but Utah can definitely keep it close. Utah is favored by three and a half right now. So Vegas thinks... The home field advantage for Utah is definitely a difference maker. Ernest, you like the Trojans?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's not much to say there. Uh, I will say I saw that Jordan Addison got a little banged up last game. I'm not sure if he got hurt think he's more if he's going to be good. But, I mean, I think he's going to be a difference maker. I mean, pretty sure he's like top five. Like receiver of the nation or something like that. So yeah, I mean, as far
2: as skill set goes, I don't think it's yards. He's not, yeah, quite racking up the year
3: yet. Like on the
1: you know the draft
3: board, he's yeah.
1: probably even number one. I mean, he's looked great when he's been healthy and has been getting. Yeah. Out. So I mean, if he's there or not, that could be a difference maker. But uh, I think USC should take this game.
2: I Feel like somebody needs to. I want USC to win, but I honestly think Utah's going to win. I think I've watched a couple of USC games. They have kind of struggled. Kind of been. You know, doing what we talked about Clemson kind of – or some team – well, I can't remember what team – were talking about Clemson kind of squeaking through some games? Who were you talking about? Yeah, Michigan. Nice They've been one of the teams in the country that have been squeaking through some games. And I think Utah's the type of team that's good enough to win at home at night. I just – I want USC to win because I want UC, USC and UCLA to be undefeated. But I think Utah will pull the upset. Well, we can switch those. Picks. Or I you want... can call it upset, but Vegas thinks, yeah. Vegas thinks it's a
3: – We can switch those picks. I want you to, to win, but I just don't <laughs> see way USC does.
2: So, yeah, me and Vegas kind of completely opposite there. All right, our game, Mississippi State, number 16 ranked Bulldogs at Kentucky, who I thought was going to fall out of the polls, but they didn't, still ranked number 22. We are currently a six-and-a-half point favorite, under, uh, over under 47-and-a-half. I mean, we're averaging like 40 points a game, so I, I don't really know where they're getting that from. I like the over. Bates, what's the concern level 1 to 10 about Lexington, Kentucky?
3: Not a fan. <laughs> uh yeah, like I said, I'm, on paper, you know, we're definitely the better team, but we have not looked good there the past three trips
2: so six years. Yeah. Yeah, something like that.
3: Uh and
2: we didn't have our driver's license.
3: Yeah, I was probably watching it at Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, but, you know, but on the road, our offense hasn't looked as good as it has at home, which is to be expected. Uh, but I think our defense does enough to just nearly shut out Kentucky. And I think we win this game with the under hitting, just in a defensive struggle, especially if Will Levis plays.
0: Phil. <laughs> I really like our chances in this one. I do understand the concern at Kentucky. I remember my freshman year when we played them last, uh, we had two points and just a safety. But that was the KJ Costello just death game um, where he threw like four picks and then Will Rogers came in and threw two. We had like the worst performance in Mississippi State football history. Obviously, I don't see that happening. Again, uh, I see us going into Lexington and handling the overrated Wildcats. They did stay in the rankings, probably a little SEC bias, plus not having their quarterback uh, and losing a home game against South Carolina. But all in all, Kentucky didn't look like uh, a top 25 team against South Carolina. They're, and they looked like the same team that showed up against Ole Miss. Their special teams weren't very good. They turned the ball over a lot. They couldn't really stop the run too much. Uh, and then they couldn't put it in the end zone. So uh, I'll look for State to have a field day against that secondary and – uh, UK really can't score, so I don't really see an, an issue with that. The only thing I'd say is, uh, maybe their running game could get to us. We face a couple good running backs in a row, um, that that have gotten their their load of the carries. Yeah,
2: Chris Rodriguez Jr. is a really good running back. I, I, he's been suspended most for the first part of this year, so he's just now getting back. I think he's definitely one of the top backs in the in the conference. But the the thing is, is I. That's all they got. I mean, if they, hey, they're hard. not – we we can load the box. I don't really think it matters, you know, kind of been a Kentucky supporter. But they – if you can't beat South Carolina at home, I think South Carolina was the worst team in the East, maybe outside of Vanderbilt. I mean, I think South Carolina's awful. Rattler's been terrible all year. He had more interceptions and touchdowns going in the game yesterday. So, I think that's an awful loss for Kentucky at home. I mean – Sure, Levis is your guy, and, you know, he might lead them to a victory in that game, but, you know, I'm just not very concerned with the Kentucky offense side of the ball, and defensively, I think our offense has shown that we can pretty much handle any kind of attack that teams can throw at us, you know, but the the thing is, though, I keep thinking back to the LSU game, you know, teams are going, what did LSU do to slow down our offense, you know, I've been kind of thinking about that, and I feel like LSU did a really good job of getting pressure on Will Rogers. I think that was a the key. They forced him to get the ball out quick, and I think their defensive backs were good enough to where they could hold for four or five seconds. Um, I think that was one of the most important aspects of that game. I think LSU's defensive line was the difference. In that game, in, in our, team for team. us, offensively, not being able to move the ball. So we tried to run the ball, defensive line was good enough to stop it, and we tried to throw it. Sometimes they were LSU was good at getting pressure on the quarterback, and they I mean, I think LSU's defense did. I mean, they got gas versus Tennessee, but I mean, that's also Tennessee's offense, which you make arguments best in the co- exactly. best in the country. I mean, I think we have a great offense. I think, or at least a really good offense. So I'm not necessarily concerned with the offense or the defensive side of the ball is going into Saturday, Ernest. What about you?
1: so it's going to come down to special teams. Um, if this game is close it's going to come down to special teams and our special teams have not been in. Um, like earlier, it. like Phil mentioned earlier. Yeah, our, our kicker's been great it. though. We we yeah. got two of them pretty solid. But they've yeah. been avoiding kicking at Tolu. Totally. I mean, they're just kicking it like they're just like, yeah, now we can't risk this dude returning it. So um Washington looks good. not Number
3: 87. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he looks good as well on punts and when he gets uh, the avoid kickoff as well.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. Griffin might be the best kick returner in the country. I mean, every time a dude touches the ball, it's 30 guards, at least. Yeah, He's just, it's something about it. I think he sees a whole, unlike any other returner. Kool Aid's up can, there, too.
1: Kool Aid? Yeah. I, mean, no. I think he's actually leading the SEC in a kick
2: return. I think. As Ernest shouts from the other end. <laughs> <room. laughs> yeah, Ernest. Did. All right. Yeah. So, Phil, what's your concern level one to ten? Maybe about a four. Uh, I think that's I think that's fair. You know, you know, bad things happen in Kentucky, but I think this is a different Mississippi State team than we've seen in past couple trips to Lexington, like, especially twenty twenty. I think we kind of expected to lose that game the way that, that year was going, but
3: um, it's always tough to win on the road in the SEC.
2: I, no, Bates it's always tough to win on the road. it's always tough to win at home in the SEC.
3: It's tough in the SEC. It's
2: hard to win in the SEC. I think that's a great way to win in the in the episode. It's hard to win in the SEC. Thank you all for listening, and we hope to have you again next week.